This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. How you doing? Not bad. Um, I can't wait to get together with my either young millennial or Gen Z friends and buy a town. Those were not millennials. They were way younger than us. Right, real quick, spoilers 100%. Oh, yes. Yes, because this is brand new. When this came out, it's just been out for a week. And I know a lot of times, what's the rule? Two weeks? Yeah, I mean, it literally came out today as of recording. Yes. Which I, I looking at like Twitter, because I've watched this now twice today. I watched it last night at 3 a.m. when it first came out. And again today when I woke up. And like all over Twitter, there's so many spoilers already. So many people like talking about it and doing spoiler free stuff. But like, I'm so glad I immediately watched it because I was like, oh, well, the whole thing's basically ruined for you if you go on Twitter or like anything. Yeah, I had the social media blackout for most of the day, which, I mean, it's probably a good thing anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I did the same. <laughs> so, yeah, this is Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2022 today, or one week ago, if you're listening on release. Yes, uh, directed by David Blue Garcia, produced by, like, ten people, and written by three people. The one writer, what's his name, Alvarez, yes. isn't it? Yes, He He wrote the Evil Dead remake. Yes, and he directed it. Yeah, and so, you know what, look, I don't care what you do, you still get a pass in my book for everything. And just a quick thing of, like, I, this movie was okay, but going from the Evil Dead remake, which I love so much, where, like, I went and saw that in theaters multiple times, where you were spending at least $10 a ticket, and I was happily yeah. doing that. And then to go from that to you're doing this, I'm like, what happened to you, man? Did you dislike it a lot? I didn't. Okay, the very last night at 3 a.m. when I watched it for the first time, I hated it. I don't know if part of that was because I was kind of tired and I was, at the end of it, I was just waiting for it to turn off so I could go to bed or if, what it was. But I watched it again this morning and I liked it a lot more, but I still don't know exactly where I want to put it with all the other ones. Yeah, it's not my top, it's not even my top sequel. No. But it's n it's not near my bottom, to be honest. It's not too low, because there's been a lot of shit in the Texas Chainsaw franchise, so it's not near the bottom. I don't know, it might be, last night I was like, oh, it's my least favorite one. And then I started thinking about it today, I'm like, I don't know if I'd dislike this more than Leatherface, so it might be my second least favorite. Oh, you like new gen uh, next generation more? Yeah, because it's just goofy and like stupid oh. and weird. I hate that movie so bad. <laughs> but so yeah, this was an interesting movie for sure. Um, I won't lie, my hopes were pretty low a while ago, but my excitement was still high. So to break what I mean by that down, I wasn't expecting a great movie, but I was very excited to watch a new Texas Chainsaw movie. Exactly, that's where I was. Like I even going into it, I basically knew this is not going to be good i was just hoping for like fun and like some good kills and like 
I mean, I like Texas Chainsaw 3D, so that's you can already tell where my barometer is with these movies. The first Texas is amazing, a masterpiece. The second one is pretty great, great as like a comedy. All of the other ones are have their parts, but they're not really that great whatsoever. And that's where I was thinking with even going into this one of like, oh, it's not going to be Halloween 2018. No way it could be, but I expected to like it more than I did still. I think they wanted it to be Halloween 2018. Oh, I got yes. those vibes a lot during this. Like, not not the similar, but the, that's what they were going for, I should say. Yeah, with, like, all the Sally stuff that just, like, we'll get there, of course, but it just seems so shoehorned in for me of, like, you could have cut her out completely and it would have made more sense. I'm glad you said that because I was in a weird camp with Sally. And this is of no one's fault. This is just life. I feel like I would have liked Sally coming back more if it was the original actress playing her. Yes, exactly. I understand she is not with us anymore, so that's not an option. I was thinking but, the exact same thing. And so I'm like, so I can't hold that against them, whatever. Because if it works for the story and you can't have her in it, I get it. Yeah, recast her. But I don't know if it worked for the story. No, and the, the only thing with, like, the cool thing about seeing Laurie Strode come back is that it's Jamie Lee Curtis. If you had the original Sally come back, I think it would have meant a lot more. Like you said, said sadly, uh, that actress passed away, which I would have loved to meet her so much. I'm so sad. Even if it wasn't her, though, if it fit for the story better in the recast, I would have been, okay, I get it. But it just... Didn't really need to, she didn't really need to be there. No, and it's like, why is she, she's not from Texas. Why is she living there? Yeah, we have a, there's certain moments I want to get to with her. Leave the tiny horror town that you've been searching for Leatherface for 50 years, and this tiny little 1300 person population town, and you can't find them. But it's like, you gotta know, oh, the big lumbering guy that has, like, the weird face and the scraggly hair. Maybe that's him. <laughs> so here, here's the thing, though, I do want to say. If you're listening now and you haven't watched the movie, I legitimately do recommend watching it. If you're a Texas Chainsaw fan. I think you should. I don't think you'll walk away with your mind blown. I don't. But I do still recommend watching it, which is maybe hypocritical of me to say, but I do. Yeah, I would also say, like, especially if you're a Texas Chainsaw fan and, like, a completist of, like, oh, I need to see all of these, for sure watch it. It's not going to be a complete waste of your time. It has its parts that are fun, and it's even just worth it for the post credit scene alone. Yeah, and I will say this, to this movie's credit, this one seemed much more like a massacre. Oh yeah, very much more than like a, some of them where it's just like someone gets killed here and there. It's like, yeah, there that bus scene. <laughs> yeah, there was a straight up massacre in this movie. Yeah. Well, one of the first in the series. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, there was the Texas Chainsaw killings before this. Yeah, the slayings or something like that. The massacre, that's like, no, that's a bunch of people at once. At least this one got that part right. <laughs> Oh, and definitely, in a big way, and probably my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. So you want to get into this thing? Yeah, let's go. Alright. So it starts with DVD footage recapping the original. I do not know who would be watching this movie who hasn't seen the original. Yeah, oh yeah, could you imagine? Yeah, someone's sitting down being like, oh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, okay. (laughs) 
You know what? I should walk that back, because maybe some people have only seen the 2003 remake were walking into this thinking that it was a sequel to that still. I don't know. That's possible, I guess. But I do kind of like the way they did it, of it's almost like an A&E biography-like special on it that this guy just runs 24-7, because it almost seems like he's like this unofficial thrift store ver- slash like gift shop for the massacres. Cause he has like little chainsaw wine bottle openers and. Oh yeah. It's in like the whole place is decked out with it. Like footage and little papers and drawings and stuff like yeah. that of it. There's like a picture of the old house and everything. And in the little DVD thing that's playing in the store, it says it's Sally has never talked about the incident except for her statement to the police has never spoken about it again and moved on with her life. Then this Sally is played by Olwen Foray. I'm sorry. I know I'm mispronouncing your name, but she's from uh Mandy and yeah, I was, ex- Marlene. yeah, I was expecting so much from her, but there's so many times where you can almost see where like they're filming her and they say action. And then she starts the scene because there would be a split second of her just staring at the screen. And then she closes the door in their face. Well, that's not even on her. That's on the editor at that point. Yeah. But I'm just saying. I I think she did fine with what she was given. Like, honestly, I don't have any criticisms with her acting at all. No, well, that's why, like, later on, it that very first scene, though, kind of stuck out to me of just like, okay, action. And then, like you said, it's just edited weird. Um... But later on, like you said, she does do what she can with what she's given. Yeah. And, like you said, this is the gas station, right? Oh, I don't know about... I don't know. It could be. I think it is. I think it's supposed to be the gas station. Like, the old man's gas station, what it is now. Okay. Well, that's where I wish it was, like... There's... That's one thing I feel this movie is missing, is the family part of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was always about this weird family of, like... There's so-and-so's cousin, there's so-and-so's brother, there's so-and-so's dad. Like, it's this, like, mishmash of, like, whoever's left. It would have been cool if, like... It was a Sawyer, oh, I'm so-and-so, Drayton Sawyer the third, you know, like. Yeah, that would have made sense, but also, I don't even know if they were all actually related when it comes down to it. No, well, exactly, they might not have been, but at least they, it had that family element to it. Yeah. So we have this group of four, four kids, well, young adults, not kids, driving, they bought an entire town. Yeah, okay. A, a whole town. So, like, a ghost town that I guess, one, like, I'm just thinking of the logistics of this. And I know I should turn this part of my brain off. I'm like, okay, you bought all these buildings. You're going to have to pay for, like, an electrical grid. You're going to have to pay for water distribution. Have you, You're in Texas. You're going to have to pay for water. Yeah. Have you considered this? And they're treating it so haphazardly. Of, like, they wander into this town. Like, I know there's some stuff we have to get to before this, but real quick, like... They wander into the town, and they're immediately like, oh, we can put a pastry shop there. Oh, look, this is where the comic book shop could go. And it's like, no, you don't worry about the comic book shop. That's like what a 12-year-old would do when they have a town. Like you yeah, said, where's the fire department going? Where's the fire department? Where's the paramedics? Where's the cops? Like... Don't, don't you hate that we've reached this point that we're like, come on, kids! Yeah, well, if this movie was better, it would not make me think about these things. It would it would be me caught up in what's going on, not me bored going, well, how are they logistically going to do this town when 
combined, <laughs> there's like four of them, and there's like none of them are over twenty two. Yeah, I don't think they are. But anyway, when they're getting gas, this guy blasting death metal when a big yee yee truck pulls up next to the pump next to him. He gets out, he has his pistol on his hip, and look, if guns make you uncomfortable, you, you just go, okay, I'm not going to piss this guy off. I might not agree with his choices, but I'm going to keep quiet about it. You don't antagonize people with guns. I feel like that's pretty common sense. Well, I think it's so funny because, like, I'm sorry out there if you have a giant, like, lifted big dick truck but every time i see one it's always like oh look at big man with his big dick and i love that she was like oh yeah he's compensating for something and he's like you know oh we kill pigs out here and you know, oh, yeah, he's like feral hogs and invasive species yeah it is like well don't you know is it uh scary to you and she's like i've seen bigger ones <laughs> i did like that line so the one girl um lila the one with her headphones in is a school shooting survivor, which we'll cut back to in flashbacks a few times. She has a bullet wound. Like, she's definitely a bullet scar. So I think she has the only reason to be kind of freaked out out of everybody, but whatever. And look, here's the other thing. There's movies that can play off of real-life trauma and get away with it and do it in a really good way. Texas Chainsaw Massacre isn't one of those franchises I want to keep cutting back to a school shooting with. Yeah, there's all this, and I don't know, like, what to, like, what to exactly call it, but, like, all this, like, real-world stuff that's coming in, like you said, of, like, she's in a school shooting, there's, like, race stuff that comes up later, um, there's, like, female stuff that comes up, it's, like, all this stuff that's going on in the real world. And that's great in certain movies and even in certain horror movies. This is a campy Texas Chainsaw movie. What are you doing shoehorning this in here? Yeah, and I'm not saying, like, oh, get it out of here. I'm like, you're almost doing a service to the cause that you're trying to go by by putting it in this movie. Especially later where she's, like, a school shooting survivor and she's traumatized by guns, but she's chasing Leatherface down with a shotgun and, like, hunting him. <laughs> Like, the only thing, like, the second time watching it, because I remember they go into, a, like, Leatherface retreats into a building. I was like, oh, it would be fucked up if it was a school, and now she's, like, carrying a shotgun into a school to go chase Leatherface. Oh, holy shit, that would have been too much. That would have been, been way too much. I was like, oh, is it? Is it? And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> but they leave there, uh, the big truck gets in front of him and rolls coal on him. Is that what it's called? Where you blow all yeah. the smoke out? Yeah. Okay. Where they even mention it in like the, uh, in the movie, they call him like, Oh, you stupid coal roller or whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, cops stop them, but aren't really like mean or anything. They just give them their card. Like, give us a call. Be nice to the people who are still around here. Okay. See you guys later. I, that's it. Yeah, you're expecting it to be like, oh, what are you young kids doing around here? You're not from around these parts. You better watch yours back. You know, it's more of like, oh, yeah, we heard about you. Just please be nice and whatnot. It's not what you're exactly expecting from like a deep Texas lawman. No. Uh, and they make it to Harlow, which is our ghost town we're talking about here. They get there and truck guy who they've already had a few runs with is their contractor. His name's Richter. He's the guy who's going to be doing all the work that they need done. Yeah, and, like, he's cleaned up the place some and whatnot, he said. And, like, yeah, he's, like... They have one workman to work on this entire town. They hired one redneck guy who has guns and he works on his truck. I did like that he's... 
I loved, he goes, so what are you guys, a cult? Because, you know, yes. cults will buy small towns out like this. Like, no, we're a group of like-minded individuals hoping for a better world or something like that. He goes, yeah, you're a cult. He's like, but I'm not judging. You pay me. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was Smart funny. Man. They see a Confederate flag hanging up on the building, and they're having like a whole bus of like investor-type people who are going to buy buildings and basically build this town up. They're like, we need to get that down now. And so the guy, Dante, goes into the house, goes up, tries to get the flag. There is, I want as much as I'm going to pick on this movie, too, mm-hmm. I also want to point out where I think it's brilliant. Yes. This part where he goes up the stairs mm-hmm. and goes towards that window, when you see Leatherface there, one, in the bone chair, which is awesome. Yes. But just seeing him there, and he doesn't see him because of the weird angle of the house and walks right past him, and it's only, holds on, it doesn't even hold on him, you only see it for a second, I rewound him. Did I just see Leatherface sitting there? Yeah, it it does that thing of like, it's just quick enough where you're like, did I just see something? Yeah, and I thought that was actually brilliant. And then when he comes back, the chair is empty. Yeah, he's gone. Like this is the the camera pans over it again. Stealthiest, like most quiet old man in big work boots there's ever been. Honestly, I thought this was great, and this set my tone at the beginning. I'm like, oh, this movie knows what's up. Yeah. Yeah, I do love, and they're not afraid to show Leatherface's face. So many of the other movies, they never actually, you get like a little glimpse. But this one just shows them out front of just like, yeah, it's an old man with a beard. Yeah, which I'm fine with. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, he's not going to be chilling with his skin masks on when he's pretty much incognito now. No. They get down there, and they're like, they hear, what are you doing in my house? And this old lady's yelling at him. They're like, Oh, I'm sorry. And then, then she kind of gets nice with him. Like, oh, you're the new neighbors. I'm sorry. I was told you were coming. And they're talking for a while. And then they basically tell her, yeah, you're going to have to leave. We own your, ho- your house now. It's the orphanage. And she was the one who took care of all the kids. And she only has one le- left, Leatherface. And it keeps cutting back to this picture of the orphanage from 1975. And it's all the kids, but there's a big kid in the back. And his face is scratched out. Ooh, I wonder who that is. And they cut to exactly. it like five goddamn times in this movie. I also, I wanted to, I made note in my head, but I forgot to say it when um it first happened. At the beginning of the movie, when they're doing like the A&E documentary type thing about it, I saw a picture yep. of Leatherface and it was almost like, looked like an age and whatnot. And I had to rewind and pause because I was like, oh, how old are they saying Leatherface was in the original one? And it was 16 to 20. Let's say 16, just for realism's sake here. I never pictured that Leatherface being that young. Oh, really? I That's honestly about the age I put him at. I always put him in like his late 20s, early 30s, is what it always reminded me of. Not a 16-year-old kid sitting there like with a skin mask on, like rocking back and forth in a chair, being like, why is everyone coming in my house? Oh, no, I always thought he was like a young man, like very, obviously... We know how Leatherface is upstairs is, but yeah, I always thought he was just a young man. Yeah, that part caught me off guard, so then I was like, okay, because I wanted to know, like, are they going to give him a definitive age for, like, this? And they kind of did with that, so I like that, but... Yeah. But they try kicking her out, and she's like, no, I settled all that, I made those, like, I have the title to the house... And like, well, can you show it? She's like, I don't have to show you, which she is in her rights. She does not have to show her new neighbor, her title. Yeah, these people that literally just broke into your house and you're already being like very like nice with like, I'll give you tea. Yeah. And 
they start kind of having a bit of a shouting match, and then Leatherface appears at the top of the steps, and I guess he's taken care of by her. We cut to the cops showing up, and they take the old woman out, and as they do, she starts throwing up, and it has, like, yeah. I guess a panic attack, and, like, she's not in good health, so that's not good for her, and they load her into the back of the van. Leatherface goes with them. Again, they don't know it's Leatherface. They just know it's this boy that lives with her. Right. It even seems like there's like a, the, cause the sheriff and whatnot show had shown up, like you said, and they're getting in the back of the van. It's almost like they know who this guy is. I'm like, Oh no, that's just her boy, but they don't know. Oh, that's the guy that did the massacre back in 74. Yeah. Cause Leatherface seems like he's pretty much assimilated as much as Leatherface can into this town. Yeah. Well, it's number one. Leatherface is so lucky. He lives in like deep Texas where like everyone's just kind of nice. It seems. And everyone leaves each other alone. Cause if he was in like Chicago, it's like that guy t- sticks out like a sore thumb. Something's wrong with him. Yeah. But Leatherface gets in and goes with her. Like when they're taking her and one of the girls, Dante's girlfriend Ruth gets in too because she's I don't know why she really goes yeah, to be honest I don't know why she goes the with I mean I get the thing of like you feel bad that she had an episode but also you're thinking like I'm sorry but basically right now what we know in the movie is you're squatting in this house we now own it the cops came and took you away we really didn't do anything wrong and even then, I'm like, look, if I'm sorry this is happening to you, but I really don't think you're going to want a stranger here with you. Like, you have you, your son, or some, <laughs> like, figure here. Why am I coming with you? Yeah, exactly. Of, like, the person that you met, like, five minutes ago who literally broke into your house. I was also yes. thinking about, like, they're trying to make this community basically look like hipster paradise, I'm guessing, where they want to put in bakeries and little shops and arcades and a little comic book store and, like, a little store that sells pottery. And then you have old grizzled woman and her cannibalistic, like, son child <laughs> that lives in, like, don't go in that house. Don't go anywhere near that house. Like, imagine, like, being the poor person that, like, you open a restaurant that's connected to their house. And it's just, like, constantly things are dripping through the wall and shit. <laughs> you don't know they can make open a nice barbecue shop. Yeah, Leatherface would love that, because you see the kitchen here in a little bit, and he still has a huge, like, kitchen set up. He still loves to cook. Yeah. Um, But right when they're pulling out with Leatherface and the old lady, the bus arrives full of all these young, terrible people. Which, I gotta say, are these supposed to be rich investor people who just happen to be young, or the young people who are all pulling their money together to do this, because it doesn't make sense of like they one person wants to open a restaurant, a new restaurant that they are. I'm guessing they already have one, but they come in on like dir- dirty desert bus that looks like it's from the 70s. I think it's a bunch of kids with rich parents who have nothing better to do. Okay, so it's like mom and dad wrote me a check for a million dollars and said I can go play restaurant. <laughs> Yeah, so I can fail in a year and come back, yep. God fucking damn it, why don't I have, like, why am I not a trust fund kid? Like, I would do so good with being that, that just hanging out. No, we would just sink all the money into this. Oh yeah, it would be the same as it is now. We would have, have like, a studio, like, telling Steve Dave does, but it's like, 
they get like one person a week that comes in and visits. Like every once in a while, like Razor Rob or like P would stop in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're in the van ambulance, I guess, van ambulance, and the lady dies. And as she's dying, she tells Leatherface to be a good boy, like I taught you, and stay out of her room. I'm like, well, that's weird. Why would you tell him to stay out of your room? I'm but, guessing that's a little nod to Ed Gein, where, like, Ed Gein boarded up his mother's room after she died and never went in there. That's the only thing I could guess, is, like, it's a little nod to that. Oh, I thought they answered it later, because the chainsaw is in the walls oh, in her room. Oh, fucking, we're, we're get there. <laughs> but that's what I think it is, because okay. that's definitely her room, because there's the vanity and the makeup in it and everything. You know, she knows, like, as soon as I die and, like, stop guarding the chainsaw in the wall, Leatherface is immediately going to get a boner for that thing and go after it. And she was right. Yeah. Leatherface is putting her oxygen on her, like, cranking the oxygen tank up as high as possible, and the cop, like, puts his hand on Leatherface, like, hey, stop, it's done. Yeah, this Leatherface awesome. does not take kindly to it. This was... Look, also, another thing I want to praise this movie for, the kills are top-notch in this. Like, yeah, most maybe of them. best I will honestly go out and say maybe the best kills in the franchise as far as gore and everything goes. Possibly. I could see some of them be, especially this one, because it takes you by complete surprise. It comes out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. He has, he has hands on Leatherface. Leatherface breaks his wrist like brutal kind, bone out of skin and everything, and then stabs him with his own arm bone. Which is fucking, like, badass. I, there, I don't know any way other way to describe it other than, like, oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, and then that cop who just got stabbed's gun goes off and shoots the driver. And then the van drives through the sunflower field and crashes into a tractor. The same sunflower field we've seen in every bit of marketing for this movie. Yeah, they tiptoe through the tulips and they hit a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then end of scene. Yes. Then we get to the auction, which is just showing what they're doing with the town, auctioning off buildings, and people which, are buying them for their own vanity projects. Other than later on when there's the bus scene, all these people on the bus annoy the fuck out of me. I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you here? Yeah. Where are you staying? Are you going to travel seven hours back on that same like dirty Greyhound bus that got decommissioned? Like, It's not well, like it's a... It. It's not like it's one of, like a new um, van home life people who like turn a school bus into their home and it's like an RV. It's not even like it's like that. There's like a giant bar in there. It's, there's nowhere for you to even sit down. It's, they're just meat for the chainsaw. You know that. Oh, yeah, but they annoy the fuck out of me. Of then, like, yeah, they're auctioning off, like, oh, yeah, my little crepe shop will go there and whatnot. I don't know why it just annoys me so much of these people. Of, like, your town's going to fail in a year. No one's going to come <laughs> to your town. And now you don't even have the one orphanage lady who's going to stay there. Yeah, exactly. You lost your one resident. <laughs> um, then we get Lila and Richter, the... What was he, the contractor guy? She's walking, talking to him. Um, we get, sees her, sees his gun. They're talking. We, this is where we first learn she's a survivor of a school shooting. And we get flashes of that and whatnot. Yeah. Holy fucking depressing. By the way, yeah. Count of the Dead, I did not count any of the school shooting kids because I don't know which one of them are alive because she's laying there too. True. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just not going to count it because it's there for like a second flash onto the screen. I was going to say, I didn't even think about that until now when you said that. I was like, oh yeah, that's going to, that would have added like 10 or 12 school children. 
Yeah, but I had no idea to tell which no. which, so I didn't even count it. Lala's up there with him. Melody comes and gets her, and they're like, "Come on, we're leaving," because she finds finds out that old lady died because Ruth sent that text right before the van crash. Then we cut to her waking up from the crash, and we see Leatherface out there getting his new face from his mother figure. I was gonna say I was ninety percent sure that was the mother figure's face that he's wearing. It is because. She was wearing like an orange or red shirt, and that's what the person he's cutting up is. And you see both the cop bodies still in the car. And then I remember later, you see her like propped up, like in the cornfield without a face. I like that scene, yeah. actually. I thought that was cool. I have a question. Okay, so. I might have an answer. Greg, you're sitting in a sunflower field, and you've just taken off a human face, and you want to put that face on your face. Yes. Do you, and this is skin, it's not like a latex mask that is going to keep a form. Wouldn't you think you would need a string or something to tie it on? You wouldn't just place the face, the person's face on your face and it just stay there? Because at no point does he tie anything. You literally see him put the face on his face and it just stays. Yeah, no sewing or anything. I don't know, maybe the Texas sun dries the blood to your face. No, no. Come on. You're running around, you're sweating. He's a big fat man and he's old. Come on. I know. Yes, I caught that, that too. That annoyed the fuck out of me. Because every other movie would take the two seconds to show him tying a shoelace. And putting the shoelace through the mask or something and tying it on. Now it makes sense. This one went, nah. And you know what? I noticed it, movie. Bad movie. <laughs> Uh, the driver's awake, though, too, which I, I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to take him off Count of the Dead, but no worries, he goes right back on it, because <laughs> Ruth Ruth wakes up, Leatherface hears her moving around, but then the driver wakes up, starts making some noise, so Leatherface comes and grabs the oxygen tank and just bashes him in the head with it, killing him, and she actually very smartly plays dead there, like she's been dead the whole time, and he seems to ignore her. Oh yeah, she doesn't do too bad here, where she like immediately goes back to like faking that she's passed out or dead, to be like, you know, oh, he'll leave me alone, hopefully. She's being very quiet, she's like, she, when she's talking on the radio, reporting what's happening, which I thought that part was cool, when she's like, he's, he's wearing her face, he's wearing her face, and it cuts back to like that gift shop guy that sold, like at the very beginning, sold her the corkscrew thing. And yeah. he hears over the radio about the face. So he immediately knows, like, oh shit, this is going on. Yeah, it's not for a few more scenes, but it's the next thing with him. He calls Sally and radios her and yeah. tells her what's going on. Which is a cool setup to get of, like, oh, he heard it over the radio because the Ruth uh, said it, and then he alerts Sally. It's a cool build-up to Sally, and then Sally happens. Yes. She's being real quiet, and this really suspenseful. It, I... If it wasn't good here, I would have hated how long it took, but they yeah. actually build the suspense really good of her taking out the seatbelt real slowly, and her door is locked, so she has to go out the driver's side door that has the shattered window, and she's just about to crawl out of it, and then right behind her, you see through the passenger window where she was, you see Leatherface standing yeah. there, and like, real good jump scare, breaks through the glass, drags her back over, and then like, with an, is it a knife does he have? I don't know, I don't think it's a knife, I think it's a piece of glass, it looked like. Or like, yeah, a piece of wreckage from the van or something. Like, guts her side to side, like, of her whole stomach, like, torso area, and 
kills her. She bleeds out there. But then it also goes back to the thing of, like, then Leatherface is, like, he kind of, like, pets her face and, like, puts her hair in her face of, like, it's almost like he's like, oh, she's pretty. Okay, I'll save that face for later. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I don't think Leatherface understands what he does. No. I, I really don't. There's just something not wired right up there. He just, yeah, something about, of because there's moments of, like, when he's taking care of his mother figure. He's, like, compassionate and whatnot, and he's trying to take care of her and, like, shoving the face mask on her face over and over again, trying to get her to, like, live. And then you yeah. get to, like, him just brutally killing all these people he doesn't know. So I guess it is the thing that's of, all like, we family, know. Is, Our... family matters is all that matters to him. If we're to believe he went to this woman just shortly after the original, all he knows is either life with her or life as a killer. She's gone now, so that's his other life. Right. Um, after that, we cut back to the town. Richter, our contractor, takes the keys from all the vehicles, and he wants to see the title of the orphanage yeah. to make sure they have it. Or did they really kick a woman out and have her die? He Which, annoys the you fuck know what? out of me. But I'm on his side on this one. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, they did pretty much kill that woman. But also, I'm going to be like, um, hey, buddy, you work for me. How about you give me back my fucking keys and you're fired? That's true, but you're not going to get another guy to come work on an entire town by himself. Oh, no, there's not a single other dirty redneck in all of Texas that will do this. They, they I don't found think the to one. work on a whole town by yourself. I don't think so. All they have to do is throw him like a bag of a skull and like some Budweiser. And he's like, okay. <laughs> So they go into the orphanage and they're searching for the title. And Yeah. I don't know how he gets back so quick. Because in my like understanding of the movie, they were pretty far away when they wrecked into the sunflower field and everything. Yeah, because Leatherface goes back and forth to the sunflower field like twice. No, he doesn't go back again. No, because, well, because uh, later Melody's hiding in the closet, Leatherface goes in the closet and gets out a dress. And that same dress is what you see faceless mother figure wearing in the flower field. Oh, then maybe the cornfield's literally right at the town. It must maybe. be. Yeah, I just assumed it was far away. I don't know why. Yeah. Because Dante and Melody are searching the orphanage for the title. Melody finds it upstairs. And Dante hears a noise in the kitchen, and you see Leatherface's reflection while the pot's hanging there. And the door's swinging open, and there's this meat cleaver kill. And it's really cool, because the door swings, you see the slash, swings back open, blood, another slash. Swings back open, his jaw's hanging off, slash. I thought that was pretty cool, actually. It's pretty cool. It's like, I like how it's shot, but then also I'm sitting there being like, okay, your face got slashed, but you're not dying. It hurts a lot, yes. And you're losing blood, yes. But you're not going to die from a cheek wound. It took his whole jawbone off. Like, his teeth were, like, pointed the other way. Yeah, but it's not like there's an artery in there, I don't think. Like, he, like, collapses immediately. And I'm like, you could still run. He did nothing to your legs. <laughs> and then also, I want to bring up their big thing is they're, they're going to go inside this ginormous house and find the title, which is just a piece of paper. Cut to, like, Dante looks through, like, four things. Like, the very first thing Melody goes up to is, like, this, like, dresser thing. She finds a key, opens up the box that's right there, and right on top is the fucking deed. I'm thinking, 
this is a complete hoarder house. It's going to be buried in the bottom of a box in a corner that has not seen the light of day in 50 years. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> because as soon as they go, we're going to find the deed, I went, okay, let me try to think about finding my birth certificate in my house, which is significantly smaller than this ginormous mansion thing that they're going into. I don't know where the fuck that thing is. Yeah, you're not wrong. That's true. That should have taken way longer to do. Or just leave that part out. Yeah, really, you didn't need that. They could just be searching around for something, anything. But Melody sees dead Dante laying there from the top of the steps, goes and hides. And at first, I thought Leatherface was chasing her, which I would have called bullshit, but I don't think he knew she was there for sure. He thought he heard a noise, went upstairs. She hides in the closet, and he opens the closet. Maybe that's why, because he went right where she was, so I thought she was being pursued. Yeah. But no, he just gets a nice dress out, sits on, like, in front of her makeup mirror and starts kind of crying and holding the dress and putting makeup on her face that he is now wearing yeah which is a little bit weird when you say you feel sad for leatherface because he's like misses her of like he's holding the dress he's smelling it yes he's smelling the dress through her face as well so it's not as touching but there's a tiny touching moment in there then like you said like he starts like putting on makeup like leatherface loves makeup Think back to Pretty Woman Leatherface from 74, you know? Oh, definitely. That's, a, like, a pretty big staple for him. Yeah. That's the reason... That's the reason she didn't want him going into her room. Because you always fuck <laughs> up my makeup. Like... <laughs> my lipstick's all over the place. You're putting blush on your forehead. What the fuck's wrong with you? Do you know... We live in the middle of nowhere. You know how hard it is to find more makeup? Who are you trying to look pretty for anyway? No one's seeing you. Yeah, no one's fucking you, Leatherface. No, someone will fuck Leatherface. Leatherface make tender. <laughs> <laughs> he looks outside and sees the bus and everyone, and he gets fucking pissed. Yeah. And it, it then it turns into a bunch of, like, Leatherface, like, walking back and forth out of the room, going somewhere, and then coming back, because Melody, like, gets out from the closet, and is kind of looking through the window, and then Leatherface is coming back, so she, like, darts under the bed. Yeah, because he comes back with the hammer, because he's got to get his chainsaw out of the wall. Yeah, which, okay, we're there. Yes. Okay, why is the chainsaw inside the wall? Why did they just not get rid of the chainsaw if chainsaw is bad for Leatherface? Because chainsaw is evidence to the biggest crime this area's ever had. But it took place in 74 when they didn't even know what fingerprints were, probably. I think they did in 74. I think they knew what fingerprints were. This, but I think, because she's like, I'm going to, for some reason, she felt bad enough for Leatherface. She's going to take care of him. But she knew what this chainsaw did. It was all over the news, probably. She's like, well, we'll just put it behind the wall. This is during the, uh, hey, uh, chief, I found a puddle of blood. It might be the killers. Hmm, gross. Clean it up. Now, where's my hunch? This, this was not during then. This was the Almost. 70s, the original. Almost. No, but You're thinking like the 20s. That, number one, why the fuck is the, why is Excalibur in the stone? Why is the chainsaw in the wall? Number two, he gets the chainsaw out of the wall, which I'm guessing has been there for 50 years, and starts it. That, okay, now, now you're getting where I thought you were going. Why, like, I know very little about motors or tools or how they work. 
I do know that my father, uh, we used to live in the middle of the woods, and my dad would cut down trees all the time with his chainsaw that he would take great care of, but would still sometimes constantly have trouble starting it because it needs a tiny little bit of this, or it needs a special oil gas, or you need to like do something with the chain or something. It's not going to set in there for with 50-year-old gas and oil in it and fucking start. Dude, that's Leatherface's touch. He's like the chainsaw whisperer. He should be, he should have a small engine repair shop somewhere then. He would be making so much money. <laughs> oh, he spent his money on his more chainsaws. Yeah, he's just, it's the uh when in Texas Chainsaw 2 when Lefty goes into the chainsaw shop and it's just like floor to ceiling chainsaws. That's oh like his God. house. I now. love that scene so much when he goes out and tests the two chainsaws. <laughs> 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 oh boy. <laughs> and the owner watches. Like, yeah. ah! <laughs> okay, we're we're gonna do two one day. Anytime yes. we talk anything Leatherface, we always end up talking about two for half the episode. Oh, two will be a special one. Yes. <laughs> um. But yeah. So he gets his chainsaw. Also, it starts raining here, and everyone's like back on the bus. Oh yeah, that's but, a- okay. I can't say this is unrealistic because, of course, it does rain, but. I'm just saying, odds, you're not going to run into rain that much in Texas. It's just very plot convenient. I don't know. I'll it's, have to ask my friend Wesley, who lives down there, how much it rains. Yeah, honestly, yeah, because I'm curious about that, too. Because it's very much of like, okay, the cinematic scene needs to happen now. God's like, you're, you're the, put the rain down. Leatherface needs to look cool in the, in the doorway. <laughs> yeah. And we need to get everyone on the bus. Yeah, which, once again, it's these people that somehow have money, but they're just sitting around in lawn chairs grilling hot dogs. Yes. Did you catch the sound when they first cut to the grill just for a second? Did you catch the Texas Chainsaw sound? Oh, yeah, where the... the of when you see the yeah. ribs. Yeah. I was just really happy to hear the sound. I'm glad they found a way to get it in there somehow. Oh, because they know, like... They know if you put a little something like that back in there, all the Texas Chainsaw fans are going to be like, oh, it twitched a little bit. Like, I got excited. (laughs) Yeah. Dante is not dead and has woken up and gone outside. Richter finds him and is like, oh, fuck. And he knows where he came from. So he goes up there and he's making his way up the steps. Remember, Melody's under the bed at this time. Leatherface hears him coming up the steps and hides behind the door. And this is actually genius. This yes. is final girl brilliance right here. This was cool. She sees him coming up, so she reaches out with her foot and moves this mirror that's there so that he sees her foot. He's like, what the hell? And sees her positioning the mirror so she so he can see Leatherface hiding behind the door. Yeah. I thought that was actually genius. Like That's a smart fucking move in this situation. But Leatherface knows that he's on to him because he stopped coming up the steps and just leaps out at him. This fight's awesome. Yeah, I I also thought there for a second then Leatherface saw Melody under the bed. But then we find out here in just a couple minutes, I guess he didn't see her. Because I thought he saw the mirror move, and that's when he busts out. But I guess he didn't see that part. He just saw of like, oh, okay, I better attack Richter now. I don't know. No one Leatherface, if you saw the mirror move, you'd probably go 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 ghost Like, it's what he'd think. He oh. wouldn't think another body down there. It's like Beauty and the Beast, where, like, all the things are alive. He's like, thank you, Mr. Mirror. Yeah, that's why he's, <laughs> he's not putting it together. Not the brightest kid. Yeah. But the, this fight's awesome. Like, 
uh, he has a gun. He doesn't get a shot at Leatherface, but Leatherface gets his knee with the hammer and it yeah. crunches outward. He's still fighting on one leg, but that leg's like forever bowed out for the rest of this like minute long fight. But I thought that was brutal. It's bent the exact opposite way it should be. And like you said, like I saw that and I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. And also like my stomach turned. <laughs> yeah. In a good way. They fight over towards a window. They smash into it. Some of it breaks. And there's glass shard there. Leatherface grabs it and stabs oh. him in the neck with it. This part, and then that part right you there. You like this part? The glass stab. It looks like they went okay. Let's practice the scene and just record it while we're practice practicing it. Because it looks like they so half-heartedly like push him into the glass piece where he doesn't even like. It's almost like Luke Skywalker punching the one like. Uh, soldier guy on Jabba oh, Shit where he misses completely and everyone's like force punch this is like <laughs> Leatherface like special murder punch of like he's like an inch away from it but his throat slits and still he does that he falls down and then we get the creme de la creme of this fight bludgeons him with the hammer but for like five minutes <laughs> his skull is just caved in and like nothing hollowed out by the end of it yeah he divots his head in completely i'll say this this movie's actually pretty good with that stuff because when ruth woke up in that car crash did i say that right when ruth woke up i think i said <laughs> when ruth woke up but when she woke up in that car crash earlier she had like a huge goose egg on her head and everything yeah i noticed that as well and it is pretty good about like little details like that of like oh i noticed that thank you yeah like they're like, good with their anatomical head trauma and everything here. Yeah. But, yeah, so he's dead, but he knows she's under the bed, so he drops his keys, so she sees they're right there as he's on the ground and everything. Yeah, and I love, like, he's, like, basically they're face-to-face, and then he starts getting, like, bludgeoned to, get, uh, to death with the hammer, which I'm pretty sure it looks exactly like the one from part one. I'm guessing it is. Yeah, he probably took his chainsaw and his hammer with him. But I love that he has, like, those are his two... Like, I have, a, like, a couple Leatherface action figures. It always comes with the chainsaw and the hammer, it seems. So I'm glad that they yeah. brought the hammer back, too. But then, like, yeah, she starts getting, like, blood splatter on her face. And then has to, like, not make a sound while she's just getting drenched in blood. Yeah, I always love those scenes where it's, like, you want to be screaming, but you have to be dead like, extremely quiet, or else you're gonna die, too. And thank God that she didn't do the thing of, like, how many horror movies would do that thing of, like, oh, I need to be quiet, but I'm gonna make little noises. Like, ah, 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 ah. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> yeah. Um, where we have Sally finds the van crash, and then finds the faceless lady propped up in her nice new dress that Leatherface got for her. Oh, yeah, where, like, we kind of, like we see like the Sally getting ready scene of she throws her duffel bag in the back of her car and takes off. And then, like you said, she finds like the crashed car and is like searching through and she finds the body and whatnot, but so much of her stuff seen. And we don't see her then for a little while after this, I'd believe, because I completely forgot she's in the movie until she shows up randomly later. I'm like, Oh yes. Yeah, this Sally's is the last a time thing. we see her till the, this is the last time I see her till the big, like, climax with her and Leatherface in the finale and everything. And, like, she keeps staring at, like, the picture of, like, her friends from the first movie, which is, like, okay, I get it, doing, like, one scene of that. But they do, like, do it multiple times and hold on it for way too long. Of, like, we get yeah. it. We remember Franklin. Wee! 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 
<laughs> like, yeah, we remember Sausage <laughs> Boy. <laughs> but so that's all that's going on there. Uh, Lila leaves the bus to find Dante, and Melody finds dead Dante, so she starts screaming. Melody gets the keys and starts climbing down the stairs. The floors are creaky, though, so this fucking pisses me off. So she climbs on the banister real gently, climbs down the other side. She's doing real good at being quiet. Here's my thing. Once you're out there and you see the stairs, and you know he's upstairs, too, in the other room. She can tell what room he's in. Fucking book it as fast as you can. It doesn't matter if you make noise. Get to the bus, drive the bus away. Yeah, hit the ground running. Yeah, you don't need... You're, you're going to make noise eventually by the time you get down there. And if you're just tiptoeing, he's going to walk over see you tiptoeing for a minute and be like, what the fuck's she doing? No, just book it and get the hell out of there. Because that's exactly what she does of... She, like, jumps down on the stairs. She pauses for a second, looks up. Leatherface is standing there. Even at that point, turn and try to, like, jump down the stairs at least. Like, you're in control still then. You're not falling. You're more of a jumping thing. But yeah, she just stands there, and Leatherface like pelts her with the hammer, and she goes f- like flying backwards through the floor. Part seven, Jason. Yep, goes down the stairs through the stairs. Yeah, I I did like that. But I can honestly see being frozen in fear for a second there. Like when you turn up, you're like, oh fuck, all that for nothing. Yeah, exactly. She's like, oh, it seems like what's been a ten minute scene of her sneaking away to then be like, oh, okay, now I'm fucked. Yeah. But she does, it's a hammer whipped at her head and falls through the stairs into, like, the subfloor, I think it's called. I don't know, under the house. Yeah. And here is my biggest complaint. So she starts going towards this grate, like an exit that she sees. Of course, the chainsaw, through the floor, you know. We've seen this movie. Not this one, but this move a thousand times. And she hears her sister yelling, so she's trying to get to her. But then the chainsaw pops down and starts chasing after her through the floor. Right. I don't care if you have the best chainsaw in the world. <laughs> Your chainsaw is not running through the entire floor, all the support beams, and a metal pipe without getting caught up for a split second on any of them. I was going to say, like, a knot in a piece of wood will stop a chainsaw. It's not going to go through this, like, 6 by 6 support beam for the house. Not even just one, multiple of them. And he's also going through the floor and gaining on her somehow. With no resistance either. It's like cutting through butter is what's yes. going on here. 100% of like, this chainsaw that's been in the wall for 50 years is sharp as shit. Yeah, definitely. I don't know how, and it starts up and just runs that well, but I I don't know why this is dumb and unnecessary, but it makes me laugh. Cuts through like the septic pipe yeah. and she gets poop on her. Yeah, she gets... I, I don't know why it's there, but it is funny. I'll take it. it should, there's a shit storm all over her of, like, yeah, there's, like, nasty Taco Bell diarrhea. Like, it's, like, dumped on her head randomly at the very end of, like, okay, we need to make her look dirty. And you know what? In sticking with Texas Chainsaw theme, it's gross and nasty, so whatever. I'll take it. But it almost seems like something that would be in, like, a Rob Zombie movie. Yeah, definitely. You're You're right there. But she gets out, she finds her sister, they both run to the bus, they get on, they're like, drive, drive, you gotta go. And they leave, and Leatherface, like the smart boy he is in this moment, slashes the tires unseen. But you know that's what happens, because he sees a bus driving right in front of him. Yeah, exactly. They make it like 20 feet, and then stop again, because Leatherface has like already gotten to them. 
And the driver gets out to go check what's going on, and his head's... You hear the saw whir up for a second, and his head's just thrown back into the bus. Yeah, and I love... I'm guessing it's the realtor who this person is, where, like, she sees Leatherface, like, walking, like, down the bus beside it, like, through the windows and up on to, like, he's walking up the stairs. And she just slowly backs through the curtain where, like, the party bus area is, where it's literally, like, people just chugging liquor... Like, there's the one guy who's, like, like pouring liquor into cups, and then you see him for, like, two or three uh, different scenes just chugging out of the bottle. It's like, you're trying to immediately black out on this bus. I guess, but what else are you going to do? You're on a super long bus ride all the way into Harlow, Texas? Yeah, blackout on the bus. Well, I could see being drunk on the bus, but I don't want to black out because I'm going to wake up and I'm going to feel worse. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah... That girl, I think, has my favorite kill, which we'll get to in a little bit. Close to it, I'm not sure. But when he gets on and we get the whole thing we saw in the trailer, what are your thoughts on this? Because I talked to my friend Dan, who um, he did that cool artwork for us and everything yeah. that we both have. So he's a big horror guy. He's like us, likes all the old school shit, new shit, everything. He told me that he thought the make a move, you're canceled, bro line was hilarious. I saw everyone split on this. What were your thoughts on it? Uh, see, like, that's the thing of, like, okay, I get a, I got a chuckle out of it at first. But then when it continued to where, like, the guy's live streaming while everyone's getting massacred, and you're seeing, like, people, like, on the comments of the live stream being like, oh, this looks so fake, or like, oh my god, is this real? Or like, what haunted house are you at? And all the, it got distracting. I would have liked the immediate thing of like Leatherface comes through the thing, everyone's phones goes up because that's what would happen today, and then have him start massacring and everyone be like, oh shit, fuck this, and like drop their phones and try to escape. Not still live streaming of like that part got annoying to me. I think it was just to give him one more annoying line so you didn't feel as bad that they're all about to die. I thought it was an okay scene. I've seen, especially on Twitter today, of, like, you were saying a lot of people divided about that one scene in particular. I thought it was okay. It didn't bother me that much. I thought it was kind of funny. They did too much with it. Yeah, okay. I I love this bus scene. I, when he gets on, just starts mowing through people. I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is what I said at the beginning. This is a massacre now. Okay. I enjoy a lot of it. Until it starts being into the Blues Brothers 2000 cop uh, cop car crash scene of they are like, we just want to uh, outdo the original Blues Brothers and their giant car crash scene. So we're going to make ours double as big. And you would think, oh, cool, giant car crash scene. This is going to be awesome. It goes on for so long, it starts being boring. And you start being like, okay, we get it. It's... It's last week's, uh, the car crash in American Werewolf in London, even though it didn't get to that where I'm bored point where I'm like, holy shit, this is still happening? Exactly. But there's, I, I'll tell you what I had to do. I watched it because I wanted to watch it enjoyable, and then I skipped back and had to watch the whole scene again in Count of the Dead mode. Yes. Because, <laughs> <laughs> look, and I know all these kids die. I didn't count everyone. I counted all the ones I saw. Because I'm like, that's unfair for me just to count the whole bus. Right. Well, yeah, that's always been your thing of, like, you have to, like, see the death kind of thing for it to count. I mean, there's a thousand exceptions. But, yeah, by these rules, that's what I did for this one. Right. 
But so he gets on, he just starts going through everybody. The realtor girl, I think, had my favorite because she she was the only smart one to almost get out the window. But he gets her when she's halfway out. Her top half falls out of the bus. Her bottom half falls back, and then you just have this like intestines like hanging on the window, which I the gore horror, and I love that stuff. So I like seeing that a lot. It was a pretty cool kill. I like it quite a bit. I just wish they'd done it practically, because as soon as I see CGI intestines go slurping out the window, I go, eh, and it takes me out of it. I didn't think they were CGI, because I, I paused it and held on. I thought that was practical. It might have been good CGI then, but I thought like it was actual practical intestines hanging there. And, and were you watching it again here at some point whenever I ever do? It could be, but they looked way too clean for it to be. I uh, Don't hold me to that, because I'm not positive either. I, this movie just came out today, so I'm sure by the time this episode's up, half the shit we say will be course-corrected and right. everything. But that's the problem with doing new releases. But yeah, that's what I think the... I thought they were, but they might not be. But still, that was my favorite one. Uh, the two sisters hide in the bathroom. Again, the only other smart move. And there's just a river of blood pouring in. And they see there's like a... What do you call this? A skylight? Yeah, where it's yeah, it's like an air vent for the bathroom. So when you take big stinky dump, it goes away. Ah, smart. <laughs> and they the one goes out there, Lila. The other one's coming, but right then Leatherface starts sawing through the door. And in a bit of irony, she takes the chainsaw corkscrew and stabs him with it to buy herself enough time to get out. Which I thought was cool. And like you said, I love the river of blood that comes that like th- under the door crack. Oh yeah, and I thought it was cool. One of the kills that stuck out in my mind the most from the bus is when the one guy's dick is getting chainsawed, and Leatherface like pushes the guy into this girl into like her crotch. So they're like fucking with a chainsaw. It looks like. Oh yeah, for sure. That was a good one. Uh, well, I like the one where he the guy has been killed. I don't know why this one guy must have pissed him off real bad because he killed him, and then he just decides to start chopping his limbs off. <laughs> Throwing his limbs behind him. For real, there's one guy he has on the ground with a saw in him, and then he chops his leg off, throws it behind him for some reason, and chops his arm off or something and throws that. He's just having the time of his life. For real, this is like Christmas for Leatherface right now. Oh yeah, he's covered in blood and whatnot. Well, it's like, that guy's live stream wasn't doing quite as well, so he got enough down votes of like, okay, he's going to get drawn and quartered. <laughs> Sally arrives right when they get out of the bus, like, get in the car, they get in the car, and they're like, go, 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 and she won't drive away, she says, it's you, it's you two that he's after, I have to face him or something like that? And she mutters something about, it's been 50 years, just like Laurie Strode keeps saying, it's been 40 years, they they did even better, they added a decade on to what Halloween 2018 did, it almost seems like that thing of like, how uh, Reggie's gun in like the later Phantasm movies is like a quad barrel shotgun to compete with like Ash's double barrel shotgun, like, well we got an even bigger gun! It almost seems like what they're trying to do with the whole Sally, it's been 50 years thing. That yeah, makes no it. sense. But it hasn't even been 50 years since 74. Oh, also, uh, Sally's a character again. We completely forgot about her, but here she showed up. <laughs> yes. Then she gets it like, it's you two he's after. I'm, at first, granted, what she does is still shitty. She should take them out of there. Yeah. But, at first, I thought she's going to use him as bait. I'm like, what the fuck, Sally? Well, this could be Dr. Loomis in Halloween 5 with uh, Jamie, like, holding over in front of Michael Myers, going, here, you want the little girl, don't you, Michael? 
<laughs> That's what I thought was happening for a minute. But she goes into the orphanage and finds him just sitting on the bed. She could have ended the movie right yeah. here. I hate the fucking monologue they always have to do and she's like naming off all of her friends that died to him and wait, she's wait. like incorrectly by the way i want to add oh yeah she says kirk pamela jerry and frank and i'm like franklin the fuck is frank yeah <laughs> for real i've watched that movie so many times they've never called him frank and i and, I'm not even speaking of, his name's actually Franklin. <laughs> I'm not even doing that. I'm like, but they never called him that. And I'm going, who the hell's Frank? I'm yeah. sitting in my head thinking, I'm like, no. And I'm like, Jerry, Jerry. I'm like, who is Frank? It took me like a solid minute. I'm like, oh, Franklin. It would have been funny if she's like, Jerry, da, 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 sausage boy brother. <laughs> What was his name again? He's kind of an asshole, but... <laughs> but... <laughs> It'd be a fun trip! <laughs> but yeah, then it does this thing of, like, she, like, he stands up and grabs the chainsaw, and she's like, look at me! Say my name! Which is 100% from Halloween 2018 when Dr. Zetane is looking up at Michael and goes, say something. It's the exact same fucking thing of like Leatherface has never talked. It's never been a thing for him to talk. All of a sudden it's say my name. So you remember me and my friends and what you did to me. I'm thinking this was 50 years ago. He does not remember you, Sally. What's he going to say? Heisenberg. Yeah, like, what kind of ego do you have on you that you're like, this? what do you mean you don't remember me? Then again, actually, in this case, I could see him remembering her, because this is where his life turned upside down. <laughs> and this is a, you know, how my life turned upside down. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, this is the one that got away and caused him to have to go to the orphanage, things like that. Like, police showed up, like... He lost his old home. So I could honestly see him remembering her. Or I could see her saying, I'm the one that got away last time. Not being I like, my name's Sally. That. She does say that, doesn't she, at one point? Well, finally she does. But she starts with like, my name's Sally. These are my friends. Here's a picture of them. Do you remember us? But yeah, he just picks up his chainsaw and walks away to yeah. outside. Breaks the window and goes after one of the girls in the car. And then Sally finally shoots at him. And then, oh... I hate this. So she shoots at him, and then to help jog his memory, because she still wants him to remember her, yeah. she goes, ha 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 ha! Remember me now? Like she's doing the laugh from the end of the first one. Yeah. Now, we as movie watchers know that laugh. Right. Because it's iconic. We're watching the movie. If you lived that moment and you're the one doing the hysterical laughing, the laugh would not stick out to you as iconic. No. You would not reference the laugh like hysterical cry that you did we know it because we're the watcher you lived it that would just be your body's reaction and you don't realize how iconic it is so no you wouldn't quote that yeah it's not the thing from texas chainsaw massacre it's the thing that actually happened to you one time when you were probably in like a blackout frenzy of like you're just so afraid you don't even remember what happened yeah but that's what they do and look as a Texas Chainsaw fan, I appreciate them trying to do that, but you can do the Easter eggs. Like I said, just give me that Texas Chainsaw sound they did earlier. Like the gas station, little things like that. I'll be happy. You don't need to go that far with it. 
Yeah, and it it does take you out of it because she doesn't even do it right. She's just like <laughs> she's just a cackling old woman with a shotgun. <laughs> That's what I sound like right now. Um, but she throws the girls the keys, thankfully, and says, "Get the fuck out of here." And then, look, holy shit! Leatherface picks, stabs Sally with the chainsaw, yeah. like. Full midsection, like stomach to chest, everything. Lifts her off the ground, is spraying blood like a fucking fountain out of her, then throws her off the chainsaw into a bunch of garbage. I'm sorry. How old Sally? At least in her 70s. She is fucking dead before she's even lifted off the ground. She's cut in half. Yeah. Yes. That's an instant. Where, like, earlier, the girl got sliced on the belly, and she died. The one guy got his cheek cut. He died. Now she's getting fucked in her torso with a chainsaw off the ground, thrown 30 feet into garbage, and then is still around to help. Yeah, and look, here's the other thing, too. I get it. All Anything's on the table. But if you're going to bring Sally back, either you don't kill her. Or you kill her at the end or something like that. Yeah. I didn't like Sally being like a, granted, not mid-movie, but still not like main focus kill. It, like, I would have been cool if she was just like a Texas Ranger. She didn't have to be Sally if, in this point. But if you're going to have her Sally, I'm like, this feels like anticlimactic for yeah. the original final girl you're, coming back. You're bringing back, yeah, the original final girl from the movie, the character. And, yeah, this is how she goes out. You know what would even have been better if you wanted to use her? Use her for five seconds at the very end where, like, during, like, one of the, like, do like two after-credit scenes, the one we get, and then get one where she overhears all the commotion going on the radio. And, like, she looks up and she has a badge on and the badge says Sally whatever. You know? Oh, so it's the Victor Crowley been waiting for you, motherfucker yes! moment. How cool was that there scene with Daniel Harris where it's just like... Oh, so good. Yeah, do that. Don't do... We barely use you throughout the movie so much that, like, we introduce you half an hour into it. You're around for two seconds. You forget about her until she shows back up again. And you're like, oh, yeah, fuck. What's she been doing? The fucking flower field is right there. Now it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> but Lila and Melody, instead of taking off like they're supposed to, decide they're going to run over Leatherface. And they go to run him over. Leatherface just throws his chainsaw at the windshield, makes them miss him, and they wreck and crash into that building Richter was in earlier, I think. And Melody is impaled through the leg with something in the car crash, so she can't get out of there. Whatever manufacturer of chainsaw this is, I would want my name, like... All of these movies that they do of Texas Chainsaw, because it's always that green chainsaw, it's the same one. If it's like a Husqvarna, I'd be like, put that fucking sticker on that chainsaw. Because I want people to think that you can throw our chainsaws around, <laughs> you can cold start them after 50 years, you can... You can take a house down in five minutes just by walking it through the floor? Yeah, I'm surprised the chainsaw company hasn't, like, taking the advertisement on that, of just, like, put a couple little stickers on there. The crash... Uh, Melody tells Lila to run because she can't go. Leatherface is about to kill Melody, and Lila comes back in with Richter's gun, but it's not loaded. She doesn't know that and can't shoot. He chases after her, but then he gets shot because Sally is somehow still alive after yeah. that. 
Like Which we've already complained about, so whatever. But yeah, she would have. She got. You see it like go into her stomach, and it looks like it goes up through her chest cavity. But then yeah, all like, the way through her lungs and heart. Yes, she's like shoot. She shoots him, and then she has a monologue, and then she like tosses the gun to her, and then she dies. Yes. Well, before she dies, this is my line of contention for the movie, Brett. <laughs> okay. Okay, so she's talking to Lila, and she loads up the shotgun with two shells, and she's like, this girl can't load a gun, as she just witnessed, and gives it to her. And she says this line, he'll never stop hunting you. (laughs) Really? Because I'm pretty sure you got away, and he never came after you once. Where the fuck are you pulling this out of? He doesn't hunt people. If people break into his house, he gets fucking pissed. But he doesn't hunt them down. (laughs) Yeah, you hunted him down. Yeah, you broke and entered into his house, and basically the same thing happened in this movie. That's the only time he's gotten pissed in this timeline with this movie. Like, not counting anything else, so all we have is the original in this. No, just leave him in his fucking house. He doesn't hunt people. Yeah, leave him alone. That's all he wants. Yeah. No, he will stop hunting you. He never wanted to hunt you. You came into his life. You two live in this 1,300-person population town, or at least, like, you, like, Sally lives on the outskirts somewhere. If he really wanted you, he would have gotten you 45, 45 years ago. Exactly! That line should have never been in there, because it makes no sense. And look, people, I know I'm ripping on this movie i am doing it out of love because i do like this movie so just remember that too if you're like fuck you guys look i'm gonna make fun of the dumb shit but i still had a good time and liked it yeah it's it's a movie it's worth watching but it's has its ups and downs some more major than others and like you said it's just a weird line of no that's not a all what happened we've seen the other movie we know that it's been 50 years. We know what... You wrote the movie! <laughs> you could have written it. Like Leatherface was chasing Sally for 50 years, and Sally's been on the yeah. run. And she's like a weird desert person, like the hills have eyes. And she's like yeah, Every now John and then, Rambo. like, she'll move somewhere. Yeah, she's fucking... Yeah, like, have it where she moves somewhere, and every, like, 10 years, like, there's an attack on her house or something, and, like, dead animals put outside, and then she knows he's still like haunting her like yeah you could you could have written that in there you were just too lazy to write that in there and thought oh we could just throw this line in there they won't care yeah we fucking do you could have written a better script (laughs) but yeah he'll never stop hunting you so lala gets the loaded shotgun goes into the movie theater where leatherface retreated into and leatherface set a trap yeah, this is the scene where I thought it was like, oh, is this a school that she's walking into? But it's not. Like, no. it's a movie theater. <laughs> that would have been fucking dark. Yeah. But Leatherface set up a trap with the chainsaw running, so she pulled these curtains open and saw that. But yeah. then he comes and tackles her from the other <laughs> side and into a fucking water hole in the middle of the movie Yeah, theater. which doesn't make sense. <laughs> What is this? I also loved Leatherface's trap is putting the chainsaw in front of, like, a cardboard cutout. 
<laughs> I don't know. I, this makes no sense. Like, it, I know all these elements they're using here, but logically, this whole building doesn't exist. Yeah, like, I get that, like, you see that there's a hole in the roof, and, like, I guess the hole in the like, a meteor went through the roof and went through the floor, <laughs> made a cavern so water could fill up, so they could have cool water fight. But he tackles her into the water... And then, here's the thing, they're down there for a while, and then the chainsaw shuts off that was running up top, and Lila comes up, and Brett, my rage, knew no fucking bounds <laughs> for a little bit right here. I was fuck. Look, this girl did great. The, the actress who played Lila, I actually have no complaints about her. She did well, like, with everything she did. I'm like, okay, yeah, good performance, but you don't get to fucking kill Leatherface. Look at you, there's no fucking yeah. chance. I was furious i almost stopped the movie it texted me like watch something else <laughs> we'll record it on a different movie <laughs> like i'm done we're not no doing more. this <laughs> yeah like i don't want throbbing with horror's name anywhere near this yeah at this point in time but then she does come up and then thankfully like little boy jason ari layman jumps right out of the water and starts the chainsaw and throws it at her leg <laughs> Yeah, which, okay, so, um, uh, Melody has a leg in her injury now, and is it, you said Leela? Lila's the one, yeah, who's in the water with him. Where, yeah, she just gets a chainsaw thrown at her, and it looks, what it makes it look like is it hit, like, her ankle or her, like, Achilles tendon, because she gets hit by the chainsaw and goes down. Later yes. on, Melody and Lila are standing there perfectly. They're walking around. They're not limping until they get to the car when they went, oh, fuck, that's right. We have to, we read the script again. I'm supposed to be limping. Oh, my character's limping again. <laughs> but it does look like Leatherface is just about to kill Lila, and then Melody jumps onto Leatherface's back, thrown off, and she's about to be sawed, but then Lila shoots him twice, and he falls, oh, no, she shoots him twice, and then Melody gets the chainsaw and uppercuts him with the chainsaw, yeah. and then he falls into the water, and I, I was beyond angry again. Which, because... well, yeah, it's it's a cool kind of splash page scene of, like, you're reading a comic book, and the middle, like, the middle pages are, like, the big action scene, and they do it up real big and whatnot, and it's cool looking. That's almost what that, like, uppercut with the chainsaw looked like, because then they held on Leatherface falling backwards and her, like, screaming with the chainsaw for a couple extra seconds of their, like, yeah, this is the badass moment. And honestly, now I like it. Now that I know the outcome at the end, now I do like it. But when I was watching it, Oh boy, was I angry. <laughs> I was fucking pissed, Brett. And I know, first world problems, dude, it's a movie. I was fucking furious. Oh, the ups and downs with this movie are so all over the place. Like I said, I'm like, this is the fucking worst one ever. Other scenes, I'm like, oh, that's a fucking cool kill. Then it goes right back to, what the fuck? I guess at this point, it's become morning, and Lila's outside and picks up Sally's photo and hat. Yeah, And then they're making quips to each other. They're like, you know what? I will move here. I'm like, everyone you know is fucking dead. Yeah, and like they get in like, I'm guessing is what it is like a Tesla because it's a self-driving car. It's a self-driving car. And like, yeah. yeah, they're making little jokes to each other and they're like taking their time punching in the coordinates and it takes a second for the car to get going. 
it does the complete fake out thing of like Friday the Thirteenth Part One, where it's like the happy music and you think everything's fine now. Yeah, and then the car starts driving, and our special boy Leatherface breaks through the window, grabs Melody, pulls her out, fucking beheads her with a chainsaw, and holds up the head, taunting Lila with it, and then does the chainsaw dance with the head, which, as she's, like, up through the sunroof watching, that's why I think the the self-driving car is kind of smart in this situation, because you get something cool like this. Because it's driving her away, she's looking back at her sister's head being held up while Leatherface dances with it, and that's the movie, but... I thought that ending was cool as fuck. Well, throughout this entire movie, I'm up and down on these characters constantly, depending on what line of dialogue they said last. Because sometimes they're very Yeah, you're right, yeah. Other times, I hate them. I hated Melody during certain parts, and then other parts, I'm rooting for her. Finally, I'm like... I mean, she did kill that woman, let's be real. I mean, not physically, but she killed that woman. What, the old woman? Yeah, the orphanage oh, woman. Yeah, she, she pretty much killed her. She was gonna die tomorrow anyway. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> I get that the, them being like, "Oh my god, that's so sad that the old lady who we like were ninety percent sure was like a squatter died, but we knew her for thirty seconds." I don't know why all of a sudden Melody was like ready to walk away from this giant project that like her and Dante were putting together, just because like some random lady dies in the town that you bought. Now you're ready to, like, throw it all away and go home. If I was Dante, I'd be like, you know what? No, you're fired. I'm going to find someone (laughs) who actually wants to take this seriously. Number two, finally, like, okay, it's the very end of the movie. I'm like, okay, Melody is okay. Then she gets decapitated out of nowhere. I'm like, fuck you, movie. Like, (laughs) goddammit. That's good, then. That's good on their part. They did the right thing, like, but, played with you to make you feel for it. But then you mentioned the te- the chainsaw dance with the head. I want to throw in there the half-assed, uh, shoehorned-in chainsaw dance with the head of it makes no sense. They just do it because last movie did it, and it doesn't look well, anywhere near as good. Dance. Let's see how good of a dancer you are at, like, 76 years old. Don't put it in there. It doesn't need to be the original movie. Be Do little tiny callback things. Be your own thing. I'm okay with the dance because, again, to bring up part two, I, I like all the Texas movies ending with the dance. I feel like that's a staple for me. I'm okay with it being at the end. But even, like, okay, to bring up part two, at least they did something different where it was Caroline, Caroline Williams... Uh, Stretch! Who, who played Stretch is doing the chainsaw dance. That's a little different. Okay. This yeah. one is just literally like they should have just copied and pasted the original scene and dropped it at the end of this movie where it's just like hard cut to chainsaw dance. With head this time. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like they Photoshop <laughs> a head in badly where it's like a like stock picture of it just like it's not moving at all. It just looks like a South Park character of like the head is like attached to the chainsaw. Yeah. And then the credits start and since it's a Netflix movie, you expect the recommendations to pop up, but they don't, which lets you know there's a post credit scene. Right. Did you catch it the first time? Uh, yes, I caught it the first time and I watched it again right before we recorded when I watched the movie again. And you know what that post credit scene made me think? I wish this was the whole movie. Was him going back home? Yes, or him at home. I do not care about your stock generic town set that you got for cheap that has been in 50 other movies. 
where it just doesn't look good. It looks like a movie set. That house and whatnot is the iconic thing. Go back there. Yeah, we never leave that one street in that town either, I just realized. No, it's one tiny little town, and they're on the main street. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, They're they're on a studio lot, yeah. It's like Blazing Saddles, where they make the fake town, and then it starts, like, falling down, because it's just, like, cardboard. That's what it reminds me of. I'm just realizing we have... I I think I can name all of the locations in this movie. So we have the gas station. Mm -hmm. We have the sunflower field. Yeah. We have the town. Mm -hmm. And by town, I mean the block. Right. We have... At the very post-credits, we have the original house. Yes. And then we have wherever Sally is when she's first introduced. Her house. And that's it, I think. That's it. We have five locations, which, I mean, I like a lot of movies are single location, but I just realized that. Yeah, it does that thing that I hate it when movies do, where they're like, we mostly have to stay at, like, only one or two locations. But there's a way to make a movie where you could stay in one room, and it doesn't matter if it's captivating enough, you forget and you don't care. This, but when the movie kind of sucks and it's kind of boring at points, you start noticing, like, can we ever leave this fucking block? We're on Main Street the entire movie. We, we see there's a turn. We see at the very end of town there's a turn. You can go left. What's left? Where's it go? <laughs> it's you, like you know, Truman. You know what's go. left? There's, anytime you try to go, there's a fire or construction or something. Yeah. It's like the Truman Show. You, do you know what's left? The catering. The craft services table is right around that corner. So they're like, oh, we can't go over there. Uh. But yet, Leatherface walks home, and then that's the real end of the movie. And that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. Which I gotta say, the house looks cool. I like where it's still just in the middle of, like, a field. They didn't do something where they modernized it, where, like, oh, look, there's apartment buildings all around. Well, that's not the real house anymore. The real house got moved. Oh, yeah, I know that. I love that they did. Well, if anyone listening doesn't... You can visit the original house, but it's not in the same location. They cut it in half so it would be preserved and moved it, and now it's a barbecue restaurant. Which is so cool. <laughs> yeah, I I want that's on like a bucket list for me for sure. The, when I saw that house and Leatherface going to the house, one thing I guess it did at least make me do is excited for the next one. Which before that post credit scene, I was not even thinking about a next one. I mean, who knows if we'll see it, but like I've always said, oh, no. I said it on our bonus episode last week, no matter what, if you you give me the classics, I will still be there every time. We, we will never see that movie, because in five or ten years, they're going to make another fucking direct sequel to fucking Texas Chainsaw <laughs> 74. You're right. Let's, okay, you want to get into the end of episode stuff? Man, we went long today, I'm just realizing. Oh yeah, we had a lot to say about this one. <laughs> All right, let's get into Count of the Dead. Throw them over Count of the Dead's where we tally up all the deaths in the movie and we add them to our grand total of all the movies we've ever done. Last episode we did was An American Werewolf in London, which left us with a Count of the Dead of 860. Where do you think Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 brought us? There, That's one thing about this movie, is there were quite a number of kills. Yes, there were. Um, I'm honest, I'm going to say the first number that jumped out in my head was 20, so I'm going to say 20. Fuck, man, for a movie with so many kills, how do you still get it within one? Jade, damn it! <laughs> it's 21. Fuck! <laughs> it's, it was 20 until that end when he chopped off her head. It was 20, Fucking and then he added one more at the end. Yes, Fucking it's 21 melody. kills. <laughs> Which brings us to a count of the dead of 881. Nice. 
Okay. Well, 21 kills for this, like, hour and 23-minute movie is pretty good. Oh, yeah. You can thank the bus. Yeah. Which, uh, that is one thing I want to say about this movie. Thank you for not being two hours of this. It does not need to be two hours. I love that it's 83 minutes. I was happy when I logged on. I saw that runtime. I'm like, okay. Awesome. I, I can easily watch this twice and not be like, fuck, you know. Yeah. Well, every week Greg does his count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. And I like to do my ratings from Dimension Z. We're basically... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Basically, I like to do my rating system uh, 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. And I pick something from the movie to rate it on the scale. And I don't know, the the immediate thing that came to my mind watching this was Flowers. Okay. There's so much of, like you said earlier, so much of the marketing was the sunflowers, that field. I saw someone on Twitter that was really funny where every single day they were photoshopping a new I character. Just, I saw that too. <laughs> into the field with Leatherface. It was so fucking funny. I'm beyond making sense of the rating system. Last week was Harry Men. I don't even know anymore. This one's flowers. Yeah. Okay. So a number one flower is a really bad, ugly flower. A number ten flower is a really pretty big flower. Uh, oh, fuck. Last night, I said zero. I was like... We can't do zero, or I would have given it to Veronica. Or I We're was, not allowed to do zero. I was going to be like, one. This movie, fucking do not watch it. It's a pile of fucking garbage. But today, watching it again, and being like fully awake and fully invested, I'm going to give this four flowers out of ten. For, I enjoyed it more than you then. I went, not terribly far from you, but further. I went six. Jesus. See, I could not put it above a five. I went six. I enjoyed it enough. And I did try to, like, I took some time after watching it and sat and thought about it. And when I was looking at Texas Chainsaw sequels, aside from two, I'm like, oh, it's pretty much on par for any of the rest of them for me. So, yeah, I went six flowers. Okay. Which is fair. It's not that far off of me. Just for some reason, like, I would recommend watching it at least once. Yeah, definitely. I'll probably watch it again this weekend at some point. That's how I think I'll spend my time doing for some reason, but See, yes. that's the. I think that's part of why I got so angry with this movie, is I was so excited for a new Texas Chainsaw movie. And even going into it knowing it's probably going to be a pile of shit. But I still love Texas Chainsaw 3D. I still love Next Generation. They have their parts. So I was like, hopefully it'll be like good enough for that. And it still disappointed me, even with that in my mind. You know what's wild to me, thinking of knowing you? That this year we had two new like sequels, requel things like this. And you walked away liking the Scream one more. Yeah. Blows my mind knowing you. I never would have guessed that. I would have guessed it would have been the exact opposite of I would have given Scream a four and this movie an eight, you know? Because I'm typically more on like the Scream side of things, and you'd be more on this side of yeah. things. I mean, granted, I like I love Scream too, but I would have always expected you to come out of this liking it more than me. This is shocking to me. And I'm tr- I'm shocked as well. I was very much looking forward to watching this movie like all weekend long. Now I'm sitting here and I'm like Maybe I'll watch it again in a week or something to give it another shot, but I was like, maybe not. Well, you know what you could use after this? What? 
a nice palate cleanser of a movie that is perfect and everyone enjoys. Yes. Too bad we don't have that, because next week is Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Yes, no, that is a good movie. That (laughs) movie is so much better than this movie. (laughs) I'm going to go, I don't hate it. It's bad. It's one of my least favorite nightmares. But here's the thing. My three favorite nightmares are one, three, and four. And I'm like, well, that wouldn't make sense to just skip two. I have to put two in there then. So that's why we're doing Nightmare 2, because I want to get to three and four. Because you also had me in your ear, because I don't really like the Nightmare movies too much. But I'm like, I like two, because it's really bad. But I like two. (laughs) So yeah, in order for me to get to Dream Warriors, yeah, we're doing two. Yes, and Brett is happy. (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's your homework. Watch Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge for next week. Yes. And, um, yeah, for this week, we hope that Texas Chainsaw 2022 has left your brain throbbing with horror, not just because you have a giant headache, because you're like, what the fuck did you do to this movie? (laughs) Ah, it seems you've survived another fright. Be sure to look for the Throbbing with Horror pumpkin on all of your favorite social medias and local newspaper headlines. Rate us five stars on your favorite podcast platform, or else... Subscribe for more tantalizing terror, and be ready for the new fear next week, if you dare.